I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, 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 welcome to Reasonable Wrestling, we are the raw, the real, the uncut, the unfiltered professional wrestling podcast, we are the underground of professional wrestling podcast, I am your host, Chitty Bang, CT, Chitty Bang, and you know I'm with my OG, my tag team partner, my road dog, Chris, the most high. Yo, yo, yo. What's the good, AA? everybody? What's good, man? <laughs> What's good? Everybody know what it is, what time it is. Um, it is Reasonable Wrestling. It's very late here in this uh, Wednesday night, or if you want to technically say Thursday morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah you know, we, you got to know. If you, if you, if you listen right now, you know how we are. But you got to get that weekly... Dose of whatever it is, mm. yo, and um, shout out to legit to everybody that that listens to us organically, yo. Um, we haven't been pushing our shit. We haven't put in show descriptions up. We haven't been hashtagging. We haven't been getting the necessary traction, but we still be getting listens, man. So shout out to everybody yes. listen to us. Thank wherever podcast being podcasted. Follow us, man, on Twitter, RW1 Podcast, uh, RW Podcast 1, I'm sorry, on Twitter, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, check that page out, we put a lot of dope content up, um, yeah, man, we're, we're around, um, we will, I mean, we've said we'll do better, man, but come on, man, it's, it's for one, listen, okay, for <laughs> one, listen, let me kick this off. Let's keep it real. If y'all know us, y'all know how it is. Wrestling is important to us because it's what we love, it's what we watch, it's what we put dedicated our our time, time to, it's our pastime. But, man, real life, dog, okay? Like, <laughs> real life, you know what I mean? Like, real, real life. life you know Two words, mean? real life. <laughs> you know Hashtag, mean? real life. <laughs> Shout out to Peter Rosenberg <laughs> and Stack Guy Greg. I, they, you know, they do it. They do uh, it. Okay. They're like, yo, hashtag got a life, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> real life, mean? dog. So, you guys um, all know what y'all I mean? know what it Shout means. out to the struggle. Shout out to all y'all out there hustling hard on your grind. Struggling and making it out there, and then still making it to hear us on the podcast and kick it with you and just talk shit and talk wrestling while we get high. Yeah, man, because that's exactly what we're doing right now. Just pass CT the blunt. 
Uh, and we're about to get started with our show, well, man. We did it high. Guys, I promise I will not be as high Yo, as last week's show. Bruh. I it, promise you. It was... You got, I already got a little apology. Yo, I was yes, I was done. Yesterday was... <laughs> you I mean, last I week so Last week was crazy. That was the name of the episode last week. So check out <laughs> last week's episode, Smack. Yo. We was a true DVD last week, my G. It was yo. crazy. It was crazy. I mean, uh, CT was pausing in the middle of sentences. But yo, I had a tooth. Yo, I yes, tooth. yes. I, had, a, I had, yes. had three tooths extracted from my face. So yes, I need to get a bit high before the show, guys. And then today I come in after an MRI. But hey, I'm always here. I'm always, always on time. Yo, always here. Always here. I mean, we're 50, not 50. always on time. But no, 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 we're not always on time. But we're always on time. We're, we're always on time. You for guys, sure. Yeah, because when we get here, we're on time. For sure. For sure. Like um, niggas do. <laughs> Yeah, so let's, let's go with this. Get let's start with the show. Let's get into the show, yo. So again, yo, we just wanted to start off with a little bit of jokey jokes um, and appreciate to, uh, appreciation to all our um, listeners um, who have been with us throughout the journey. Um, Thank you. We definitely do appreciate it, and uh, we're, we say big things that come in, we mean it. Um, so y'all stay tuned. Um, so speaking of um, staying tuned. Uh, we were in tune for Raw this past week. Um, it was uh, okay. You know, the I fell asleep on it. It's a go home just... show. You know, it's the go home shows for uh, Stomping Ground, which is this Sunday. Um, for a go home show, I think for what they had going into the show, they didn't do such a bad. You gotta deal with where where you, where you are. Then you know, so I try to judge them off of like, hey, last week. How can they turn this shit into something and make that pivot into something good? I think um, the, I think Seth's showing an edge is great. I just want to give a shout out to that. Um, I see that you know he had that whole gimmick throughout the night where he's lacing niggas with the steel chair. Steel chair. Um, that's cool. I like that. I, I think that I want to see him just sell it more as a character. Like he is going kind of crazy, or he is kind of like on another level, like. Because then you see him backstage with Kobe Kingston, and he's all like, yeah, yeah, talking. And then he has that Eric Young segment where it just it just didn't fit for me. Those segments just didn't fit for me with that. Because with this, this, because with this character, yeah. And yeah. I, I think what it is is that he may not be going crazy, but he... Not may, even crazy. Like, I'm talking but, about just little, like, not, like, just a little deranged. You know, like, mm-hmm. a, like another level of violence. That's what he's giving it, getting the edge. And I don't want that edge to be dulled at this moment. That's yeah, not, yeah. Like he's a no nonsense type of guy. Yeah, right exactly. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all he's been through with Brock Lesnar, and he's, he has that threat on a, a looming ahead of him, you know, with the money bank briefcase. Tell that story. Just, just sell it a little bit more. Um, so I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it, and I, and I think it's a pivot for Seth Rollins that he needed. You know, he needs that edge right now. I think I said since WrestleMania, I didn't feel like he was the main event player again, or had a moment at least in his, in his title run. Until he beat down Sammy with that chair. There was something about that that the fans reacted. It was a moment for Seth that I think turned the corner. I just don't know if we need it as much now with him beating everybody down with the chair. But um, if you're going to do it, do it well. On SmackDown, he showed up with the chair. That was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, you have the I mean, he's beating niggas with that. I mean, like, that's my thing. He like, said anybody fucking with Baron Corbin can get it. But my thing is, though, is that why Baron, why people associated with Baron's getting this treatment? Because Baron hasn't posed a real 
threat to him as far as physicality goes. No, no, because we've seen this match plenty of times. Exactly. Um, so, and we are we are um, conditioned to not give a fuck about Baron Corbin for sure as a threat because of what they did to him. They they misused him for so long, and now they're using him when the time has passed. Honestly, um, and I think that Baron's one of those guys you gotta hit. Some guys you gotta hit in their pocket when you when, when it's time. Like Braun, them. You know, maybe even Shinsuke. You have to hit at, at that. Like Braun too. Wow, yeah, those big guys you gotta hit them at a certain time, or else the fans are already conditioned to say, "Hey, this big guy doesn't don't give a fuck about this guy size." We've seen him get jobbed out so many times. Um, you're nobody. I honestly think Baron could be saved a little bit, like the old school. They say save a guy by by just keeping him dominant. Yeah. I think he can, and I think that one day he will be champion. I honestly am a fan of Baron Corbin. I come on this podcast, I give props to Baron Corbin all the time. But yeah, he's just not. Um, we don't care because he's been. We've been conditioned not to care. I think he's a great athlete. I think he performs great matches. Not that I'm not saying that he cause, is going to be giving you five star classics, but I think that he fits a mold of a big show or Kane in that era uh, to get those type of matches. And I think he can get he can get one. Like, I, I think, he can, I, I think he's the on. Kane of this era. I think he's yeah. a more um, athletic yeah. Kane. Um, he 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 slid into that uh, corporate Kane role as corporate Corbin. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see the parallels exactly. between the two. So yeah, I can definitely agree with you um, on the uh, on the categorizing of Corbin. And I I see the same thing as far as like even with Seth like. Um, you know, we've seen the match with Corbin so many times that Seth should be confident to where the chair isn't involved with it. Sh- I think he should have the chair in lieu of Brock, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I think that is where my disconnect is. But I'm going to say, because we're only talking yeah. about things that we like now. No, no, um, no, no. I, no. I feel you on cause, But real quick, because I, I feel like the chair... Him giving it to everybody right now, it's like, it's kind of dulls that importance of like why he got well, the chair exactly. in the first place. It's like, oh, you're going to bring this up for, for EC3, for the B team, yeah. for Eli, you know what I mean? For uh, who else? Sammy. Like, is Sammy and KO's being jobbed out? Like, I just want them to be consistent because if he's taking out everybody associated with Baron Corbin, we had Matt Hardy on SmackDown and Sean Benjamin sitting there and he'd take them out. And I want to see that. If, just follow through the whole night. Him take people out. Yeah, you know, if, I, you know, looked, if, if you're gonna go with it, go with it all. I the looked night. at him and I was like, "Yo, you about to hit Matt Hardy after Matt got a big pop?" Yeah, yeah, that would have been dope. That would have been dope. I'm sorry. It or, or sorry, at man. least having him confront him. Yeah, with him like, "Yo, so I seen you in a corner. What was up?" Yeah, and for Matt to be like, "Oh, yeah, exactly." Yeah, man, type thing. I, like then, something like and that. And then when they had Shelton grab the 24 seven title, I would have had Seth meet him at the ramp. Crack him with the tie, crack him with the chair, unless somebody and R truth gets the gets the title. You know, that's how I would have booked it. Yeah, so I would have kept it through SmackDown as well. But um, as for Seth, I think we got to get through this store Corbin. You know, this is not a big pay per view. It's not a big four. Get through this Corbin mode with him. Um, we're obviously gonna see a rematch with him and Brock one day, uh, whether it be for a briefcase or a multi man match or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just hope towards SummerSlam they start just getting more hot because he needs this theme. I think it's just starting to turn now. Um, yeah, and, but um, he'll lose it with Corbin for yeah. sure. Um, he's not going to lose the title. No, I'm saying he's he's going to lose the steam. Oh, okay. With, with Corbin still. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I so, know, right? um, I mean, yeah. But uh, speaking of someone losing steam but picking up and someone picking up steam, 
They had a fatal five way kind yes. of open up the for uh, no shame this week. Thank, you, thank God. Um, so I mean, but we still got a lot of them. So yes, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what are we taking the good with the bad here? I guess I'm, I'm, trying, trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to rationalize this. So, I remember last year? I'm like, yeah. I can't figure out why. Yeah, they actually, yeah, yeah, man. I'm just done. I'm, I don't give a fuck. So we had a fatal five way elimination match to determine uh, who would challenge the more Joe for the United States Championship this Sunday. And it involved Braun Strowman, Bobby uh, Lashley, Miz, Ricochet, and the fifth person was. Uh, Sorry, whoever you are. Was it? Ha, it was another big guy. It was another big guy because Braun took out both big guys and it was left with him and Miz and Ricochet. Uh, oh, shit. Damn. Oh, man, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> because they took them out and they both pinned them. Like, everybody yeah. pinned them on... Um... Man, I forgot. So, I'm uh, sorry. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Too. And I'm not going to... Anyway, they, they had a fatal five Exactly. Um, they had a fatal five Yo, away. when it got down to Ricochet and the Miz, I tweeted out on Reason Wrestling... Yo, no offense to the Miz at WWE. No offense to the Miz, but we all want to see Ricochet get this one. He got it. I tweeted out, "Thank you, WWE." Yo, they put on a phenomenal show. I want to just say that the Apollo, yeah, yeah, yeah the guys, the match was incredible. Go back and watch it if you didn't see Raw's uh, five fatal flyweight match. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I come on this podcast and just get the boys props every single week because they really do put on good matches. Like the sequences, the Put a fatal five way. Think about how how you gotta conceptualize a fatal five way match with so so many people. Yeah, and they put on a pretty a really good match, and yeah. you don't think that these guys could go, but they're going out there every week, actually really giving it their all. Um, so props to all those guys in a fatal five way. Um, what else on on on, some, on Raw? Um, happened on Raw. Well, I just definitely want to highlight to say Ricochet. Um, getting that rocket thrown up oh, on the dog. Yeah. Come on, yeah. fly off. Superheroes are real. Shout out to that new merch that you got out there. So, yeah, shout um, out to Ricochet, yo. So, I think Ricochet... Um, and him and Small Joe gonna, I hope, put out, like, just, I hope they still are showing. I think they have a Cesaro! Do a really good match. God damn! That's who it was. Oh, yeah, he got out Cesaro! Yeah, Cesaro's in that field. Yeah, he got out pretty quick. That's who also I need to highlight, man. Cesaro, you're a fucking wrestling machine, bro. I'm a wrestling fan. I like pro wrestling. I don't really do too much of the sports entertainment. We're going to get into why I don't later with one of CT's high spots that I totally disagree with. <laughs> I like pro wrestling. Cesaro, I'm sorry that I forgot you was in the match. But that's because it was so obscure and obsolete. I need I need them to do better with you, man. Um, so yeah, uh, but Ricochet getting the rocket on him. I would love to see Ricochet win the title off Samojo and then go into the feud with Cesaro to kind of wrap everything up to make it like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so Cesaro versus Ricochet. Cesaro versus Ricochet after Ricochet beats. Samoa Joe. And just do that again? And just do that shit forever. <laughs> do, do it forever. Yo, I think they hit their peak in the second match, sorry. Nah, man. A two-eyed man. Think about this. 
I remember watching Cesaro go. I didn't know who El Generico was. I didn't know who Sami Zayn was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why this underdog was so lovable. I didn't know either, too. When I Cesaro that came down there and beat that nigga and then lost, and then they had a two out of three falls match, I'm like, this is the greatest shit I've ever fucking saw. Yeah. So now... Looking just based off of exactly. competition. So Sam, I, think, I think Ricochet is definitely a better... Wrestler and story. Um, he's not a better storyteller than Sammy. Sammy's no. a phenomenal storyteller no. in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, though, as far as athleticism and feats and just he's wowing gonna, he, and he's honest, going to, I think a two he's out of three falls. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's I think going a two, to be. I think a two out of three. A two out of three falls match with Cesaro will be it. Okay. That's what I would, that would be that, the combination. That would that. be the combination. Yeah, I would like to see that, honestly. For the and United they put SmackDown, I mean, on SummerSlam or something like that, yep. or a big show, and then they're going to China. I mean, I would like to see that match. So, um, yeah, so I think, uh, so that's that's my book in Half Black. Shout out to Ricochet. <laughs> Shout out to Iconics, yo. They're funny, man. At least time I see them. Shout out to Iconics. Yo, um, she actually defended her titles this week. Yeah, um, against uh, Nikki, Nikki Cross, Cross and Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Um, shout out to Nikki Cross being. Uh, fans don't know what to do. Oh, fans don't know what the fuck to do. We want to cheer for her, but she's with Alexa, and we want to boo Alexa. <laughs> like we need to boo Alexa. Alexa needs to be booed. <laughs> so. Um, um, but yeah, that's what the dynamic is for, for the, the friendship. You know, we want to have that sympathy for a nigga. Exactly. Don't trust this bitch. No. You know, but um, yeah, as for the women, I want to give a shout out to Dana Brooke. I saw you got busted open on uh, main event. Props, you know, uh, for taking that. Props for getting busted open? <laughs> <laughs> no, props for taking like a champ. She's like a oh, champ. Okay, okay, and okay, okay. Like, yeah, know, yeah. She wasn't no pussy about it. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Daniel Brooke, you would tell him, like, listen, I'm a professional wrestler. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I get busted up, man. Yeah. And next up, <laughs> no, but no, she, she, um, she, yeah, she got the Harway right above her eye. I know that can be a little bit dangerous and scary, probably, uh-huh. too. She was, and she was, she was leaking pretty profusely. Yes. Um, so, um, that, 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 that can always be, you know, a little traumatizing, so, Shout out to her for uh, maintaining her composure, saluting the crowd, and uh, hopefully you'll be back out soon um, working. Uh, Outside of, uh, speaking of the women, um, um, one of my things I disliked but then liked was Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch. I'm tired of the repetitive promos. (laughs) Um, so by Becky Lynch coming out here, I was like, yo, Lacey, get out here. I'm ready to scrap. Like, fuck this Battlegrounds, Battle Stump, whatever this pay-per-view uh-huh. is. I want to your eyes right now. Lacey comes out, talks as slow as I do. I mean... That's her gimmick. I am a lady. You nasty. Oh man! You know, I mean, <laughs> shit. I am a United States Marine, and at stomping ground, 
nasty. I am going to and Becky's just like, all right, fuck it, nigga. I'm tired. It's just like Becky's just and was like, can you please? Speed this shit up. I mean, if you gonna talk shit, nigga, at least fast forward it or nah, something, man. man. Yeah, no, nah, but uh, so I just the new I, Randy Orton, you know, bro. Like, oh, or Triple H. my gosh, that's a fantastic comparison. And Rand, oh my god, Randy, Randy's one of Randy's one of the most. I'm trying to find a word like it's it's unexpressionable talkers that I stoic. I don't even want to call it that because that's giving them credit for something. <laughs> stoic is like a compliment. <laughs> uh, uh, um, but no, uh, he, but, he, he, he's yeah, he's um he's he's not the best and most enthused no. talker. I mean, but he's he's an icon. You know, he's he's a legend for what he does in the ring and for um. Meshing it with a character that that made him a lot of money. You know? I mean, cool. He's but one of the best to do it of all time. I, I mean, saying. fuck Brandy. I ain't talking about that nigga. And <laughs> and and he didn't like the fuck. I didn't. T- I didn't get into this conversation to talk about. I don't know why you brought Randy up because <laughs> you said he's a slow talker, and I was trying to say, uh, yeah, he's a shitty talker. That was my point. I didn't want to get that motherfucking compliments. Okay. Yeah, Randy couldn't even cut it in boot camp, nigga. Fuck you, mean. We only shouting out real simper. Me and me and Lacey, nigga. Fuck Randy. Nigga. Yo. Nigga went, man, nigga. nigga. No, but I, I, I like <laughs> the fact that they brought up that she's a Marine. Like, yeah, for on, sh- on um Yeah. Um, so as for the pro the, the, the promo, I had nothing wrong with it. Like no, the I didn't pro- think it was great. I didn't the promo the promo was I, I didn't see anything wrong with the it. Pre- the promo was reta- the pre- were, were, the blah, 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 blah. The promo was it, repetitive. They, were, they are repetitive segments. They are completely repetitive at this point. So, but the actual promo, it was it was great. It was good. I'm glad Becky cut that shit short. Uh-huh. That was a that was as they were talking. I'm like, if this shit don't end in violence, it's gonna be a total wash for me. And as I was thinking it, Becky was like, "Get over here!" And I was like, "Yes, cut this shit short." It was already long. <laughs> Oh, all right. Outside of that, man, um, Raw really. I've, like I said, man, um, life, real life. I, I was tired, so I fell asleep, man. Um, I um, tried my best to stay up and watch Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, didn't. So I watched it. I got this. I didn't. I watched it the next day, but yeah. I was. Because, you know, Paul Heyman put me to sleep. I mean, it's cool that Paul's a great talker and, like, he can sell whatever you're trying to sell. But, man, at 10 o'clock, if he's coming out there for 20 minutes, it's nap time, dog. Yeah. It is nap time. Yeah. You gotta yeah. put him out there. At, at that time, you gotta put him yeah. out there at 8 or That's 9. That's why promos were heavy in the, in the first couple of hours. Because. You, you need some action to keep people up, bro. For sure. In, the, in the, the third hour, for sure. But um, putting that right there in the third hour, yeah, I can see how they can put people to sleep. So, um, but as I'll, for the match, um, I'm not too keen on uh, Seth Rollins beating Daniel Bryan. 
just because I know he needs that win, but I wouldn't have done it now. I would have had or Daniel Bryan have that edge over him that you can you haven't beat me. Or not even the so edge, a, or at least have it be a disqualification. I would have had uh-huh. Baron ruin it. I would have had them have a great match and Baron ruined the match. Therefore, uh-huh. Seth could have been controlling in the match, couldn't put Daniel away. Daniel still has that kind of edge on that you never beat me. And then you can go down there and revisit that feud a little bit later down the road. Um, I just looked it up. Um, they, I stayed up. I woke up. I mean, I mean, Paul didn't put me like to sleep to sleep because I stayed up to see the Usos and um, uh, uh, Carl and uh, Gallows. Mm-hmm. That's another like high spot for me just so I don't forget. I'm glad they're getting TV time, and for what I think this is going to set up, this may give them more TV time of them being heels. Like, nasty, kick-ass, what they, I thought they were going to be when they de- debuted as Outsiders heels. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, I can't wait to kind of, like, maybe see if they are doing something with that, spruce up the tag team division, division a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but to uh, go back to... What I was um, uh, uh, saying about um, um, about um, uh, Dan Bryan and Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily uh, mind Dan Bryan taking the L, but I do. I understand why it had to be done because you're trying yeah. to build a strong champion, I, I would presume. Uh, um, but uh, the match was good. It wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't it great. Was, it wasn't, I, I, it I wasn't mean, great. It wasn't yeah. great. You know, it was what it was. I just didn't think that they ran up to the loss right here. And, you know, put that match on a, on a Survivor Series or something or put it on, put it on a pay-per-view. Give him an angle, you know? Build that whole story of, like, yo, you, you haven't beaten me. And people are like, what? Except Rollins hasn't beaten Daniel Bryan ever? Oh, man, this is the first. I got to see this. Not that they should have gave it us. They should have they just tuned in to because the, that's the an edge to reason why you're going to buy the pay to see the match. I don't know. I mean, people don't buy. I mean, listen, unless you're AEW, you don't buy pay-per-views anymore, man. You know what I mean. Subscribe, whatever. <laughs> gotcha. Tune in to the pay-per-view. Tune into the the WWE Network where you can get, if you're new subscribers, for free, Stumping Ground and next week's Battleground or whatever (laughs) it is that they're doing, you know, because it's like a pay-per-view every other week now. Legit. Legit. You know, and with AEW and New Japan putting on some of these shows, if you're a wrestling fan, you have so much shit to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just um, it's too much. It's just too it's much. a lot, man. I still haven't seen the Zack Saber Junior. Dragon Lee match. Everyone's talking about. I will watch that and get back to you guys next week about that. By the way, because I actually want to give some of Japan love. We haven't done that in a while. Um, so tune in next week. <laughs> we haven't given them love because there hasn't been a lot to talk it's about. It's a G one now, so we yeah. gonna see some. I mean, now, now we will. Like yeah. you know, now we'll be a little bit tuned in. But you know, and that I mean. We did. We we talked about him with the well, Moxley. Yeah, so. Moxley coming over winning the IWGP uh, United States Championship. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Um, I heard that AEW is not allowing him to do New Japan shows on US soil. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit abrasive. 
They got to make their tours. Ah, you know, it's like tour money. So sure. I just saw Dean Ambrose at New Japan. Yeah. Well, I'm going to pay him to go see him again. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that's I guess that's what that's the, the thought, but I don't think that would have hurt business, honestly, if they let him do it. I don't think it was that big of a deal. However, hey, that's what the policy was. We all know now that AEW uh, talent cannot um, perform in the U.S. for New Japan. Japan. At least they yeah they can perform in the U.S. for other places yeah they can do the Indies I mean because uh, Moxley yeah Moxley been in the Indies doing work I think he took out um, Moxley and Enzo Darby Allen dog that oh. ma- that's a match you have to see Darby yes yeah I saw clips of it hands oh. handcuffed I, I saw clips nuts. of it and I want to see it I, and I haven't seen much of Darby I got to tune I've been hearing so much about him I got to tune in and Darby's uh, good man catch him because I, I I've seen maybe one or two like montages of him. I think and he's like, everything I've seen I love. I think he's like 22, 23 is a young kid. He's a young kid. And man. he's straight edge. So he does a lot of this like adrenaline like rush type okay. thrill shit and it's scary. Yo, my homie was telling me about some guy who uh, wrestles with his hands in his pockets. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah. What the hell is this? Gimmicks, man. <laughs> Gimmicks. <laughs> Gimmicks. <laughs> He loves it, the homie. The homie that where he loves Arkansas. Yeah, like, what? Okay. I mean, it's funny, but like, okay. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> man. But, uh, yeah, so wrapping up, that was our little indie uh, dive into. Yeah, so, for real. shout out to our listeners. Speaking yeah, of indies, just look out. We got some stuff. We, we want to we wanna get more in touch to our indie. Indie Roots, you know, we are the underground professional wrestling podcast, so for sure. just look out for some shit. We got some indie content coming your way. Um, that was a little preview of it. Pre- little preview. Yeah. So, uh, let's go, let's hit SmackDown. Yeah. Let's hit SmackDown. SmackDown intro with Kofi Kingston in a new day. Um, Blah. You know, and then it was a promo with Dolph Ziggler. I do want to touch on that Biggie made a funny joke uh, about Freaky. Freaky Hour. Freaky Hour. <laughs> Shout out to Biggie and Freaky Hour, though. And he said, what got to be there? Something. And he pointed, then he pointed at like, Xavier Woods, and then he was cut off by the music. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah. We all know that's a reference to. Let's just leave it at that. It was just funny for, for me. So that was um, a good chuckle. Uh, but as for the Dolph Ziggler to Kurt Angle, not Kurt Angle, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Kofi Kingston <laughs> storyline, but um, it's it, it, that's repetitive too. Honestly, yeah, uh, it, it, they they beaten it into the ground. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's hopefully this will be their their blow off, and we can move on. Pray um, that it is, only because I, I honestly think that they're just not telling the story right. They're just not telling, it. and I think Dolph is not doing a great job of being kind of deranged and crazy. Because he's honestly obsessed with Kofi. I would tell I would tell the story of him being obsessed with the WWE Championship and by that being obsessed with Kofi and interfering in all his shit and just. But it's not that he's like more like Kofi. You are you know as yeah. good as you're supposed to be, but it should have been me. And it's like after a while, it's just like this, you're yeah, whining, bro. Yeah, you just that, and, that's, whining. and that's not that's not a good. And every, and I mean, granted, if you want to tell a whiny heel, that's fine, uh-huh. but that's trash. That's trash. Like, we're all grown men, man. You know what I mean? Like, dead mm-hmm. ass. Like, if you go on... And what is he going to pivot to, like, with this? He's going to pivot to a should have been mean character? No, no. After this, 
at least with the other thing, I'm like, I'm like this obsessed guy. He could just pivot that to being um, just obsessive with his like deep dives into his views, like obsessive with the person he's trying to compete with. And, and, and like he's gone so far, so hard in WWE that he's almost crazy. Yeah. Almost crazy, not really crazy, but almost crazy. And almost, just yeah, he just be on the edge, you know. So when he finally kind of like wins, Brian Pillman, means something. Yeah, kind of like Brian Pillman, kind of like vibe. Yeah, that's what I would do with Dolph Ziggler going forward. And but yeah, I just want to see them have a good, good match, and and then we can wrap this up at uh, Stomping Ground. Um, um, I'm. I mean, f- as far as I love New Day again, airtime. Um. I don't need them getting airtime and have them interrupted every week by Sami Zayn and Dolph Ziggler. So once we can rap and get past that shit, I'll be like so like happy. You know what I mean? Um, I Yo, was, but that led to um, an Xavier Woods uh, match with Dolph Ziggler, and I gotta give a shout out to your boy Xavier Woods, Austin Creed, that military press, bro. You saw? Did you see it? Mm-hmm. That military press was the high spot of the match, and yo, I popped for that. Good ass. Shout out to you. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name scam was masterfully designed new episodes available now subscribe to the perfect scam podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas they added bacon to their bacon canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon or canadian bacon and chipotle seasoned bacon get two dollars off a large bacon duo or any large pizza use promo code two donato's every piece is important <laughs> you see to go back and watch the Xavier, um, uh, Xavier Woods match. There's and a moment you, where he just lifts up Xavier clean off the ground, like as if nothing, and not like some like struggle, like a military press. He he just chucked him up in the air. It was dope, you know. And I think that the, the finish was cool with him um, hitting him with the zigzag and then hooking him up and, and hitting him with a kick. kick. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, if people don't know that um, Austin can go. He can go, and like he's a legit wrestler. So when y'all, so when you saw the chain wrestling between uh, him and Dolph, yeah. everybody knows that Dolph went to, you know, Kent State and wrestled. But niggas ain't know that Xavier Woods was a high school state champion. I think, I think, I think he beat Cody in in Georgia. They oh, both word? wrestled. They both wrestled down. I know in they Georgia. were different, like rival schools, but I didn't know they actually. I think competed. they. I think they competed. Yeah, I okay. think that. I think that's what the story that I heard. I may be mistaken, but uh-huh. regardless of the fact, Xavier got a little so, bit. So of background we're just gonna say that because we're, we're always gonna put over black people. For sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what we do on this he, podcast. He could have lost like a motherfucker. <laughs> he could have never even sure. wrestled that nigga. <laughs> He's like, yo, you know Xavier was beat Cody Rhodes like in high school, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cody's like, what? what? <laughs> With his ear <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so, um, outside of that, man, um, I can't um, think of too much uh, that was a high spot for me outside of uh, heavy machinery. 
um, wrestling, but it's not so much them wrestling. It was Daniel Bryan's commentary. He was great. Great on commentary. Yeah, he's always good. He's great on commentary. Um, Makes perfect sense. Yeah, and if you... still within the character. Exactly, Uh exactly. So, um, that was good commentary, and it was a fun match. I love Otis, man. Ducky! Oh, my God. Ducky, I didn't Ducky. know I would grow to love having machinery like I do. Yes, man. And they need, they're one of those acts that need to be on the main roster. Like, yep. Triple H said it before. Just some acts that you know, they just do better like guess what? You know, guess what Dan Bryan said on commentary? What did he say? He was like, have the Bushwhackers ever won the WWE? Yo, that's what he said? Yes. And I said that. I was like, they remind me of the Bushwhackers exactly. last week. Exactly. I, was, I, was, I was high as fuck. Bro, <laughs> somebody's listening to our podcast, so what? Somebody's listening. Hey. Yo, if y'all listening, like, fuck, make it higher. Uh-huh. You've been saying since episode one. Yeah, man. So, what's up? Um, <laughs> outside of that, um, I can't really think of two, two. I mean, I'm, I'm blazed right now, man, so um, forgive me. But I think I talked... Everything um, that I liked, I believe. <laughs> uh, I can't. I right, mean, so if I liked it, I don't okay, remember well, it. Well, I like something. Yeah, go ahead. Um, my 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 high spot was Bailey and Alexa Bliss. My dark spot was their Alexa Bliss uh, Bliss Moan and Bliss segment, uh-huh. only because they were good on the mic. It was great. They were what? Work. I mean, they were great on the great mic work. It was okay, but it was like you know what I mean. It was still like you know, high school amateur shit. You know what I mean? Hey, like this is. I mean, I would have made this promo, the first promo on the angle, and then go from there, and then we can get the physicality and get just like the competitiveness out out of them, but. The drama happened now, you know, and they were my high spots. And I didn't think that Alyssa Bliss and Bailey would put on um, a performance of any sorts that would make them my high spot of the week, but they are. Honestly, go back, watch that promo, and go back and see how they tied in two characters' stories from NXT and how Alexa felt she was treated, how Bailey thought she was treated. As far as a storytelling aspect, that's how you want to uh, blend. This, you know, reality we have with wrestling and, you know, and making us suspend disbelief. People who are a little bit behind in, in the know. So I like it for us smarts who are in the know to get that those moments where we're like, oh, my yeah, I watched NXT. I remember how things happened. And we all know that Alexa Bliss has heat with Sasha and Sasha and Bailey are best friends. So so it's we it's, it's, it's cool. Even if they're playing on our, you know, our, our notions, our beliefs of what may or may not be true. It's good to make us believe, you know, suspend this belief about this shit so we can um, just enjoy an angle. And for you, what I mean, I know you obviously don't I mean, think it was that great, but I mean, I think for what it was, it was my, I mean, it was my high spot. I thought they did pretty good. For it to be a high spot, I don't think it was that good, man. And, and that's my thing, like. It made me interested in watching them on TV. Put it that way. When I when when I saw that angle, I was like, "All right, I want to listen to her and hear what they're saying and continue watching." Rather than where I'm getting irritated, like, "Man, when is this over?" I didn't feel that way. I'm like, "Okay, I'm intrigued now," because they were saying things that made sense and that told a story between Bailey and Alexi. They haven't told anything other than this. 
you know Bailey's not really who she says she is. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. how you. They should have started with this. Yeah. And then gone from here with the physicality and make it personal. Yeah. You know, Bailey getting fed up like, oh, she's like only this. She peaked at NXT. She said that's a real fact. It seems like Bailey peaked at NXT and was like, you wish you had my career. You know, Bailey could. I, I just wish that Bailey said, hey, like you know, I wish that I had your career. Who's has a championship? Like I was, I just I wouldn't just end it like that, you know. I mean, and then the physicality, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so he just keep Bailey over as champion, you know. But yeah, I would. Um, that's the only change I would have had with it, you know. Honestly, I thought it was a good angle, and it was a good moment of bliss segment, which I think has a potential to be a iconic segment that we have in wrestling history. Like Piper's Pit, we have Edge's Cutting Edge, we have the. The barbershop. We have all these iconic, you know, the parlor room. We have all these iconic uh, wrestling t- like talk shows. I think this has potential to be that for the woman, and I want to see that happen. So yeah, I think a lot, I, with this. Uh, I honestly like you know I try not to give too many white blonde women credit on this show, but <laughs> I do love the devil pigtailed one. She does something. She tickles a fancy for me. <laughs> and Alexa, and, uh, and Alexa, she she's she. I, I've seen her improvement um, in the ring. I remember when she was a sparkly, glittery cheerleader. I remember watching. We did the Sasha Banks character spotlight, and you know where Sasha literally was like ragtagging her because mm-hmm. you know Sasha was out in the Indies before she yeah. wrestled. She had a little like Alexa's a homegrown. Talent, yeah, exactly. she's she's homegrown, like you know what I mean. So uh, I do when we when we give props to people and character flashlights and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Alexa is actually somebody that deserves it. So <clears throat> I do uh, appreciate, especially like when she's not when she can't wrestle because even though she's you know they'll call her fragile whatever yeah. the case may be, but. When she can't wrestle and she's out, she still is able to get on TV because she got a mouth. And, like, that's the moneymaker. Like, yeah. a lot of people have not found that out yet. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. Like, how we love Ricochet. That's like, the money You know what I mean? Like, until you Ricochet can, talk, can make bro, a lot of money in this business. You know what I mean? Apollo. You know what I mean? Cedric. Like, I know they got to give you the mic or at least give you something that can work with. But, like, man... These little white little... I mean, we just talked about Alexa Bliss. We talked about Lacey Evans. I hate the way that fucking Charlotte talks with those veneers in her mouth. But, like, these bitches are getting TV time. Because I guess they can hold a mic. Y'all niggas need to pick up a mic and stop doing these damn flips and shit, nigga. Okay, you want to get the book of black, like? Is that your book of black? Yes. Nigga, come down and take some more pro. Uh, I know Dusty's not down here to get a promo classes, but like Road Dogs down here, man, take the initiative and like maybe knock on Triple H door or something like that, and be like, yo, man, like I ain't getting no TV time. Like, can I talk? Can I do something? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, but think about how many guys are going up to Triple H. I time, understand. Like. I, I don't know. I don't uh, know. That's a possibility. I don't know. Like, and I, but it, it, it's still it, it's, be one it's of just them. my idea. I mean, you're right. You're right. It's you're just right. my. It's just my. And I don't know. I don't know how. The, you know, I don't know how Sorry, this works. Ignorant. Yeah, this uh, is my uh, ignorant thoughts. Thoughts you know on I mean? how the business may exactly to us. And, you know, and because I had a little sliver of of idea, but I do know that 
when I was when I was observing and I would see um, um, the talent talking over with the producers or mm-hmm. with the agents or with court or you know or Bruce you know what I mean yeah. like they were they were they were inquisitive they were asking they were inquiring like okay why is this the infliction like yeah. why you know what I mean like okay what is the punctuation on this you know yeah. what I mean like they're trying to understand the direction and maybe they are you know what I mean yeah. but you know <clears throat> more I guess I don't know you know what I mean like you uh-huh. it's like in class you know what I mean like if you want to be noticed or you want to get a little extra, you know, at the, you end, of, yeah, I think at the end of the school year, when, yeah. the person, when they're looking at, the at the, day, you know yeah. I mean? like, I don't know. It's like, the squeaky wheel gets the oil kind yeah. of syndrome, you know, it's yeah. all system. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta speak to be heard. You gotta, you gotta, you know, sometimes you gotta, you wanna eat, you gotta speak up to get fed. Um, I'm not sure what that's what's going on because I'm, I'm from what I hear, the system is from like what Dean said in his podcast. It seems like they have a crazy back office where it's hard to get creative to even move or budge on something that you want to do for your character so it's if it's a locked door that you can't come in and it's just you gotta come in and just do whatever you say cause if Dean can't do say, have saying what he does why why the fuck would a, Apollo Crews and know? it's also the same thing too like you know people like I also saw I watched somebody commentary I can't remember who it was so I forgot I apologize but they were just like I'm an actor Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, you know, when I cut, like they tell me to come in yeah. on set. If I'm used, I'm uh-huh. used. Catering's there. And I got paid yeah, for that. That's literally like, how some people look at it. Exactly. You know, some people look you know at it I mean? as an like, acting position. Yeah. And they come into work. Like I'm sure that people like Carmela. You know, or no, no offense, but I think she thinks of it as, as, as an athlete as well. Because you guys are all athletes and incredible athletes for doing for uh, this and sustain this. But I think that she's more of a great actress. Like if she if she's cutting off that. Kind of, you know, Long Island vibe, and, and she's passing it off, and she's not there. even from there. Yeah, she's a great actress, you know. So she's look, she might come to work. Like, okay, I'm going to play this role. Um, some people look at it as a paycheck, and they come there, and they know they can wrestle good, and they're just going to make a paycheck. Some people look at it as this is my WWE dream. I want to become this big character that I've seen. And some people say, you know, I want to be the next John Cena, or you know, I want to be the star to pivot, or the next Rock, or the next Stone Cold. You know, you know. So it's. A lot of ways to look at the business, so you can't really judge somebody for exactly. finding their path. Exactly. And I, I try not to do that, but I want all my black people to succeed, and I want them to uh, raise the bar. Yeah. And I'm always going to be a pusher to, for us to raise the bar in any facet in um, our lives, in any industry. And wrestling is just my my shit. I've been watching it forever, and I'm like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna raise the bar here too. And I'm bringing the conversation for that. So like. I see where I see what, what we're trying to do here with uh, pushing it, but I just don't see how it's going to work with if that's the system. Like if that's the system of how it works, I don't really see how they bring in those voices to get black stories told more and black uh, athletes who are like incredible, like Paul Cruz, to have time. Or work to get time, you know? I think it takes a little bit more... Put the investment in them, you know I, I mean? think it takes a little bit more of what they did. They reached out, like, you know, um, Kaz was there um, uh, <clears throat> as a writer. I think if they have a little bit more diverse writing staff, okay. um, I think it starts there. Um, also... But does I, your writing staff have to be that big, too? No, I, it doesn't, but at least if you have... 
a black voice or two. I think it's, there absolutely should be a diverse voice. I think like I, I mean, think like, about wrestling. You know I, mean? I think that there definitely should be somebody for anybody from um, Latino, I, like or Mexican, or Hispanic speaking, as a writer for these guys. I think there should be somebody for black talent to just get their opinions hurt in their writing room. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. Because those are big Because also, like, yeah, we're in, like, we're in the social media uh-huh. culture. Absolutely, like, for Japanese. We're, bring, we're bringing that type of content. Uh-huh. Like, WWE doesn't bring LeVar Ball on fucking Raw because of white people. Okay? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that ratings push or grab that you reach for, you, you're not doing it for the white masses, they don't move the needle or, or 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 sustain any type of relevance without us motherfucking setting the bar for it. So I need them to recognize and understand that WWE needs to be a little bit more progressive. And I think they're yeah. trying. And I think they're trying. And I'm gonna pivot to something I saw on NXT real quick because I love that they're bringing in. Eight new stars. And a lot of these pe- players are people from all over the globe. And they have two of our people in Isaiah S- Swerve Scott. Shout out to Shane. ACH. I forget. Jordan Miles. Jordan Miles. Balling on him. <laughs> Balling on him. Yeah, yeah, so, shout, um, shout, out, shout, shout out to those guys. Them. They're going to begin this tournament. Uh, I think it's um, what they call breaking it. Through, breaking, breaking through. Breaking through. Breaking through uh, tournament. Breaking through tournament. Yeah. And... Uh, they have a lot of great talent in there, and I, I'm sorry for all the other guys. I, I'm flipping me because you know, just we're putting over my guys right here. And we're high, <laughs> and we're high, you know. But um, I'm looking forward to it. They're trying to bring in new talent. A lot of people are from different countries. They got Boa. I know he's from China or something. Yeah, uh, um, DJ Z's in there. Uh, DJ Z, he's in there. Trevor Lee's Trevor in there. Lee. Um, um, who else? They got a couple, couple cool stars down there. I really can't wait oh, to see this Garza. Yeah. Oh, bro. Bro, listen. Garza is a fucking star. Okay? I'm putting my money on it. I wish I had early betting for it, man. We love Andrade. Right? Because, you know, Andrade, La Sombra, you know, Los Embarados. I'm said that name off. Oh, man, I'm... Los Igonables you know de... Chapan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh Garza, they I think his name they they changed his name to Angel Garza. Bro, yeah. it's a fucking stud, man. Like look Was it bro. Roberto Garza before? Yeah, I think it's Herberto Her- 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 Roberto yeah. Garza before yeah. 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 I haven't seen him, so I'm looking forward to it. If you say he's that good, I trust you. Gar- I can't wait to nice. see it. Um, but yeah, shout out to NXT for influxing talent. I see that they're making moves down there. I really um, know that they're in need of that talent, and I have a lot of faith in these guys. Yeah, shout I have to a Keith, lot of faith in these guys. Shout out to Keith Lee coming back. Shout out to Damian Priest getting the opportunity. Oh, shout out to Damian Priest. Yeah, he um, debuted with his new character. Yes, um, I really like his um, spinning kick. I love his entrance. Yeah, his entrance was dope too. His entrance, the production in that, because uh-huh. you know that's what we get into. It counts, production. man. Yo, um, sh- oh, so speak- they're actually going with making him an, an entity. Spe- you know? Speaking of production, I don't know where SmackDown was taped at, but it was it's nighttime, I believe. It's nighttime. It uh, unless you're in LA, possibly. 
the cutaway to Shane getting out the limo looked like it was done at like 12 noon. Like it looked oh oh yeah so yeah, early, yeah 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 yeah. So I was bright. like, where the hell are they? They cut that yeah. shit, and I'm like, yo, it's daylight as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Did they use they use like the wrong footage, maybe? Yeah, you know what I mean, but and that's just my my product. And then um, also, um, shout out to um, uh, shout out to Roman. Uh, live whooping ass. I thought that was a cutaway too. I thought they were gonna cut away okay. to Roman being in the ring, going up to the and it it may have, but I doubt it. I don't think so. Maybe. Um, but shout out to it, the the way it was just shot. Um, well, Roman went upstairs and beat the shit out of Drew. I don't okay. like for one, Drew. Come on. Like, if Shane's the best in the world, Shane can't get his ass whipped for a little bit until you come over there, and then you get your ass whipped. So, like, what was just uh-huh. the point of y'all winning at... So- whatever. Fuck it. We, we're, we're, I'm going backwards. But that was just <laughs> my thing. Um, so, yeah, man. Production-wise, fast forward back to where I was at. Damian Priest. Love the production value of that. That mm-hmm. was, that was great. Your entrance is fantastic. Absolutely. Um, yeah. um, but yeah, as far as um wrapping up Booking Black, man. Um, I Yo, think Booking Black. I think real quick. Let me hit up. Let me hit up real quick. Booking Black on our truth, and this is a, a, a epiphany I had watching him a couple weeks ago, and I didn't want to bring it to the podcast. I was like, nah, you know, I don't want to disrespect him. But this is something that the more and more I think about it, I'm, it's it's it, it keeps coming back to me. So does is our truth mimicking a crackhead for his antics on TV? Dude, is he? And all <laughs> along, is that his, his pivot to change? Like since the little Jimmy shit, has he been a crackhead? Like because he does everything like a crackhead. He's in weird places, always confused, dances for no reason. <laughs> it's so... I'm just... I don't know. Um, but I love his, I love the antics. I'm going to say that. I, it's funny to me. The 24-7 title has been an interesting thing for me because I think it's pointless, and it is pointless, but I see what it does for the crowd. It, it, I see what it does for the kids. It's funny. I just, for us, would have to pivot and make it a little bit more, um, I don't know, legitimate. And just a little, not even like, I'm not trying to make it like, like make it a little bit more interesting. Because right now this is just a um, bathroom break kind of like pocket for your show where you can just have the fans interact because they're running through the crowd and all that stuff and get some hype. That's what it is right now. And I'm like, all right, let's make it a little bit more legitimate. I'm not saying... How much legitimate can a twenty four seven title be? But like, have some matches and weird places, like real matches. Nah. Why? Why? Why take the? Because I listen. Because I remember the hardcore title in that Stone Cold Booker T brawl. Is that the? Was that for the hardcore title? No, that was just because Stone Cold wanted to whip in the guys. Okay. <laughs> All right, but we've also seen the the hardcore title have fights in 
fucking Chuck E. Cheese. You know, so exactly. I wanted them to do something like that with this title and do it in weird places. And they have did, some man. Cool they moments. had it on the goddamn plane. That's lazy. They're going yeah. fucking Saudi Arabia. Okay, we're going to shoot course. Okay, golf course. They didn't have a match though. It was gender. I want to see you brawling, man. I want to see this pick, this roll up bullshit. Like this is, I, I hate it. I'm sorry. I hate that part of it, but I see what it does for the audience, and I'm like, hey, I see what they, you know. I can't so you so want to know Archer is a crackhead? No, I'm not saying he's a crackhead. Never said that, no, guys. No. I'm not saying I'm Archer is a crackhead. You, you I'm saying did he say, hey, I'm just gonna go out there and portray a crackhead and get over. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll tag him and ask him. I true pull up on the podcast. Are yo, you, no disrespect, yo. It's all of Are you portraying a crackhead? Is the question that we would like answered. And it's just because it's for the culture. Everything's just for, for the, the culture. culture. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so shout out to the geek. Is that your inspiration for our truth? Oh man, um, you got a business and logic. Oh yes, business and logic. Um, I had a really good one, but I don't know how to freaking articulate it anymore because I'm high, I guess. But it's pretty much that I heard, and I think this is complete bullshit. It's rumor. I heard that Randy Orton hasn't signed his contract yet or something. I think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. But what I do know is that there are people in WWE who have yet to sign their contract because they're waiting to see what pops off with this AEW thing. And some people are saying that it might be people that are big stars. We don't know. Uh, they are saying that morale is low backstage. So I'm saying with morale being low, ratings down, going into the Stomping Ground show, can't blame the playoffs anymore. Ratings still down. They're declining. Going into, is there any? Is there any? How you say? Pivot for this, you know? And and can they fix the culture? Can they? Because if Randy Orton doesn't sign, which I think is bullshit, that's a big threat. That's a big star going to AEW. And I'm not saying AEW ever gonna be. Competition for the WWE anytime soon, but I'm saying as far as where the eyeballs are, I think AEW has a, a potential to be where people go to watch wrestling, but especially mean, the new eyeballs. That's fine, but still, man, WWE will be Disney. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, and Disney forever reigns. Yeah, absolutely, and that's fine. So I mean, and that but we, we but we have Pixar with like. Great animation. That's fine. And, I mean, and, and we get those moves and we love them. And that can be AEW. And that's what I'm saying. And with, with that morale in WWE, I see... This is, where, this is where it was. I see WWE being the place where, where they harvest these larger-than-life you know, characters. And they go out and they do other things in, in, in media and other places within the community. And they do other things in, in fitness. And they go out and do their own thing. After WWE, I see AEW is where the talent that are mostly indie are going to want to end up going one day. You feel me? WWE going to pull talent from all over the globe. Some people, obviously, from the indies will go to WWE. Like, I see, like, a Zack Sabre Jr. ending up in WWE some, some, someday. And people are saying he's the best wrestler in the world. I think he has to be in WWE one day. Um, 
But he might choose AEW. Who knows? One day after after his New Japan run. But in the future, I see if AEW can successfully run this company. Eventually, it's going to be the cool thing to watch. And indie talent is going to be where you find your major indie talent. And the AEW is where they cultivate talent that are from all over the globe. I mean, but that's fine, though. Really. And it's fine. I yeah, mean, I'm yeah, not saying, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying not, they're not, yeah, yeah, it's like they're alternative. Yeah, but I know? mean, and that's per- I mean, as far as business goes, that's perfect. You got your Marvel, you got your DC. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? And for the most part, you'll just have to figure out what hits or what misses um, between the both. Exactly. And I think logically, it makes sense to have an alternative. You know what I mean? That is in the States. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Even though you're with WWE and you get your passport stamped and you go all over the world, you still come home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's very important for the talent to have um, um, uh, alternative that's at home. Yeah. Um, so I I think like yeah, you know, I think logically and business like, business business wise. I think it's very legitimate to, to for AEW to be what you categorize them to be as not so much competition but an alternative. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 not I'm I'm not not excited. You feel me? Like yeah. it's not like I'm not excited. I'm just like we you know WWE within themselves can't even be creative enough or with all their resources. To okay. be able to display and, and and produce talent on a consistent basis, so for someone new that I know that like they work really quickly and swiftly to move on their dreams. They're very inspirational and and, 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 mm-hmm. and aspirational. Mm-hmm. I think that's a word, but like you know what I mean. Like they move very quickly to do this. But by them moving as quick with their ideas and boom, 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 boom. Like we saw this with AAF, you know what I mean? With the American Football yeah, Alliance. But, but they haven't missed. AAF just hit and then it was gone. It was like, you know, AEW has been building since all in. And they have not they had all this had double or nothing. Then they're gonna have this this Daytona show, and they're selling out tickets in fifteen minutes. But I understand. So they haven't missed yet. What TV TV hits is where I'm gonna. That's what I'm saying. This is really gonna be tuning in. This is is like this is like XFL for me. Like Uh okay, you hire fucking uh, 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 whoever. Yeah. You know, I think you know what I mean. Andrew Lux, Oliver Luck. They, you know what, what I mean? Is. Like, he's Andrew Luck's dad, and he ran, oh, okay. he ran the NFL, like, executive board or player shit. Okay. Like, and XFL hired him for, like, $20 million. And I was supposed to be like, does that make them legitimate? And I'm like, <laughs> no. They only have eight teams. And of course not. You know what I mean? Like, but does this make it an alternative for college kids who can't go into the NFL and possibly go to, or for these uh, supplemental if guys? See, if we can see good football, yeah. I'll tune in. As we saw with AAF, I tuned into a lot of those match, matches, most of the, a lot of those games. And, uh, yeah, actually, actually, I don't know, I love football. But, yeah, I want AEW to, to see it and be, uh, you can say, you, you, can, you can say it might be XFL, I think it more, it's going to be more like a DC to Marvel kind of thing. I think they're going to be an uh, alternative that is, that is looked at as, okay, that's 
the cool thing for a certain type of audience, mm. a certain niche, you know? And people will be gravitating, obviously, to WWE because it's commercial and it's for your family, you know, for those vibes. And it's going to get more PG as it goes along. But I see that AEW has fallen finding a niche, being a little bit of an alternative, a little bit more edgy, a little bit more character development. And that's what wrestling fans have been craving, been looking, looking for, like, for, for ages, so for so long. So I think if they can give that to us finally, they're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, or enough money to sustain. Absolutely. That's that's the key. That's can the you key. make enough money to sustain? Um, so um, I will I would love to see them succeed. Um, I know a few probably of um, WWE talent will for sure make their way over there. Mm-hmm. Um, like Cedric just wants to wrestle. Yeah. So if Cedric wants to wrestle, Cedric can go over to AEW. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, he's been putting up old videos of him um, having old matches and stuff like that with Matt Riddle yeah. and AJ Styles and, like, letting, like, hey, like, this is this is what I do. This is a wrestling company. Yeah. And this is not, WWE's not a wrestling company. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a character-driven yeah. company. And if you don't have a character... And your yeah. thing is to just run, you know, they need movie stars. They right. need they need movie stars to do their own stunts and shit yeah, like yeah. that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah. not that, then you might as well have an alternative. You know, it's best that you find an alternative. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I, I can't, I, 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 I would like to see them, I would like, I, I would like to see them um, do well. Um, yeah, so, I'm excited for them. Yeah. Fighter Fest is going to be live June um, June 28th. Um, I'm going to watch that. Might go to that, but I am going to watch it. So yeah, one I'm way or another. Make it, but I will watch it on uh, Bleacher Live. Yeah. Check it out, guys. It's free. So, um, and check us out, man. We're, we're free as well. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, For real. Uh, Reasonable Wrestling is coming to an end. You got anything else? Oh, that's it, you guys. Thank you for listening. Yo, thank you for listening, man. Every week you guys been with us, 57 weeks. We definitely do appreciate you. I said 55, 56, and 57. Ah, because you're still high, nigga. (laughs) Um, I got a fight to catch everybody in three hours, so um, peace out. Deuces. You don't need to be employed to get employee-level vision coverage. If you're retiring soon and looking for a way to continue caring for your eyes, get a VSP individual vision plan at VSPDirect.com. These days, we're all getting more screen time, which means we're also getting more blue light exposure than ever before. Too much blue light can make your eyes feel tired, dry, or blurry. It can also affect your sleep. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, Add blocks to any Zenny frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenny.com.